Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Corey Pons is back at quarterback now. Corey's in the end zone. Gets it away. Deep down the middle. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you may be listening. This is the fifth episode of Something's Brewing. How's everybody doing? I'm back in Dan's studio. Dan, thank you again. What'd you think of our first show? I thought it was awesome. I think uh, I think I need to talk less. <laughs> well, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, you know, me too. I think we'll get a little bit better. In the yeah, you flow. think you should talk less I... <laughs> on your podcast? Interesting. Okay. Well, well, I should a little less filler words, mm. uh, and and my transitions could get better. Which oh, I'm, is that right? Which I'm going to work on. Okay. So, uh, thanks for everyone for joining us. We do have an interview this week. Uh, we'll get to that in a little while. But first, I'll do my own little UCLA recap. Uh, Dan, I can't imagine you watched the game, even though I asked you to. But we did lose to Stanford 49-42. to <laughs> I meant to watch it, okay? One I, of these days, you will, right? I will, yeah. I watched the, I watched the USC game. Okay. Well, so every other... So this game this. was on a Saturday after Thanksgiving... There was very few people in the stands, but we had lost, as a reminder, to Stanford for 10 games in a row. Yeah. We lost again. But this was uh, it was an exciting game, though. Our quarterback threw for 450-plus yards, I think 466, um, and it was at, at the worst. The worst thing about it was that it was a beautiful day. You know what I mean? Right. You know, like it was a span. It was a spectacular day. I brought the all, all three girls. I had them decked out in something's brewing memorabilia. Nice. Yeah, I nice. got it all made at T-shirts warehouse. Yeah, Beautiful. Can't wait to see that bill. Um, <laughs> but uh, it shows the dedication and the commitment, though. I think is uh, absolutely. You know, I mean, come on. So the girls look great. It was a beautiful day at the Rose Bowl. I had my, my in-laws there, my, my brother and sister-in-law, so we had a fantastic day. Um, so thank you for all the Bruin fans that, that came out to the game, even though, again, it was Saturday after Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, though. I don't think we gave enough credit to Thanksgiving last week. We love Thanksgiving. We do, but I felt like there, there could have been more that we were thankful for. Mm. Um, so as a reminder, if I didn't say it last week, I'm thankful for my family. Are you? 
Yeah. And the fact that they'll wear something's brewing. Yeah. And the, and the fact that my wife uh, took an early morning flight this morning and I had to get all three girls uh, out of bed. <laughs> they went to bed late last night. I get them out of bed, <sighs> do their hair, f- feed them, do their hair while they're eating. Get them all to school on time while I'm trying to communicate with clients on the East Coast. Oh, right? I mean, for, How long does that take? I'm not very good at it. So I brush their hair with this detangling uh, uh, material. Mm. Um, material. Chemical, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this detangling <laughs> chemical that I try not to squirt in the uh, into the cereal. Um, uh, good idea. Because it, when they're sitting down, it's the easiest. So then all I do is put my use my giant hands to uh to make a, a ponytail i can't use a so little... while they're eating yeah can't do the okay. rubber bands because my my fat <clears throat> fingers are too big so i just do an easy ponytail nice they look oh they look fine right but the teachers can tell when mommy's out of town i'm <laughs> so yeah I'm sure they do. so we're gonna roll right in to what i think is a fantastic interview uh you don't know matt stevens but matt stevens no. played quarterback at UCLA from, I believe, 83 to 87 or 82 to 86, played in the Rose Bowl in 1986. He's a really, really good friend of mine and also the voice of the Bruins. So he's been one of the voice of the Bruins. There's two folks that do uh, the play-by-play for UCLA home games and away games, and he's been doing it for for years. So many of our listeners are going to remember his voice and certainly remember him playing. So we'll bring out our interview with with Matt Stevens. We appreciate him coming on, and, and we'll be right back with you. Okay. Well, welcome, Something's Brewing fans. I have a special guest on episode four, the great Matt Stevens, one of my favorite UCLA quarterbacks of all time, one of the voice of the Bruins for many years. Matt Stevens, how you doing, buddy? I am so privileged to be on your show right now. Thank you very much. And you were one of my favorite quarterbacks because you could drop a bomb like no other. I used to throw the best you know what, Matt? You actually, um, I was going to ask you about that at the end. Who do you think throws the best deep ball of all time? But you already jumped right into it, so I appreciate it. Well, don't end the show. I want to keep talking about your deep ball, man. It was, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I, I talk uh, on the radio all the time about kids, how they have to put trajectory on a ball. i got to throw a touch. And, you know, all these kids, how they fire the ball. But you had some of the best touch I'd ever seen. I love calling your game. Well, Matt, thank you so much. Um, when you were playing, I was only six years old, so I couldn't, uh, I wasn't, I didn't get a chance to see you live, but I've seen plenty of highlights, and, and we'll talk a little bit about some of that uh, towards the end of this. But so, first things first, you have had a chance to watch, if anyone's watched more UCLA football than me over the last 10 years, it's you. So, I was hoping that we could do a quick recap of the Stanford game uh, and give me your opinion on that first and then I and then I'd like to move into a little bit of a over over overall view so what did you think of the Stanford game uh, and, and how it ended up well you know I was totally shocked by the Stanford game I thought it was gonna be like a heavyweight bout between Bryce Love and Joshua Kelly uh, it was gonna be nothing but run 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 and uh, pounded out the line of scrimmage and it turned out to be a passing frenzy KJ Costello started the game out uh, he was the quarterback for Stanford with eight passes. And, uh, you know, and then on the other side of the ball, Wilton 
in there. You know, but in the end, it was sort of the story of the season for UCLA. They just don't have enough guys yet. Yeah. Uh, they're all young, and they just can't hang in there sometimes all the way to the end. And I haven't seen any real quit from this team all season. Do you Do you agree? when you're replacing one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Kay McNown, you know how that is. I mean, geez. <laughs> yeah, well, same thing. They had to replace Josh Rosen, you know, one of the, one of the great quarterbacks, too, and it's, it's tough to fill those guys' shoes. Yeah, and it seemed like, you know, we did have a little bit of the, the dual platoon going on, whether it was DTR not feeling well or, or you know, had some, some, you know, some minor injuries or uh, or same thing with Spate. But it was nice to see Spate, don't, don't you think, for, you know, being able to one of obviously anytime you can beat the Trojans that's exciting and then like you said to have a fantastic game even though it was in a losing effort against Stanford I was certainly happy for him at the SC game well you know the whole thing about him and you know this too I mean no sour grapes I mean he was a guy that came from a back injury uh, from Michigan transferred to UCLA he's going to get the starting job and then all of a sudden the first game you know he gets hurt right before the half and they have to put young true freshman uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson in uh, and he really progressed well throughout the season. And, you know, towards the middle part of the season, you were like, wow, this guy can really get it done. Then he gets hurt. And instead of whining and being a baby, Wilton State was prepared on the sidelines, went into the game, did really well, continued to get better as he continued to play uh, and finish the season. And that just shows a lot of character uh, and, and a guy. I mean, that's, that's big. For sure. So what do you think about, let's talk about the quarterback first since since we're, we're on that. So from an outlook standpoint, I can't, obviously, we're going to have some pretty high hopes for DTR next year in the second season in the offense. Do you think we have anywhere near a Marcus Mariota on our hands? What's your opinion? Uh, you, know, you know, it's hard to say. Marcus Mariota was one of my favorite quarterbacks, and he was six foot five. and can sling it. Yeah. 
good. It's just tough to play when you're a freshman. I, you know, I, I, I agree. Um, and, and speaking of the deep ball, though, do you remember uh, Al Borges, who I know you feel very highly about? So you, you remember Cade throwing that Jimmy McElroy reed streak down the middle to Danny Farmer and McElroy back in the day? And, and I remember being recruited, uh, you know, out of Chicago and watching the, that team play Cade's junior year. That was when we lost the first two at the beginning and then went, t- went 10 in a row. Uh, just loving that offense. And my favorite play, the waggle play, baby. Wag two or wag five or six. Anytime I can get Mike Seidman uh, to, to, to take over the safety and either a Danny Farmer, Craig Bragg, or Tab Perry behind that, I basically just close my eyes and throw it as far as possible. Mike Seidman would catch a football, and the dude would knock people out when they tried to hit him in the thigh. Oh, was it, <laughs> it was wasn't classic. he? He was one of the most physical tight ends. Uh, we, you know, he and I have been remained good friends, and and not to talk about a quick downer, but you remember my senior year, his senior year too, because he played as a true freshman. We joke about it all the time. Before I got hurt my senior year. Uh, that Mike was leading the country in yards per catch for any tight end yeah. or any wide receiver. And yeah. next thing you know, I get hurt, break my leg, don't play the next five games, and he gets drafted in the third round. I I, 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 I apologize to him multiple times for costing him $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still have time to pay it to him. Nah, I just did. <laughs> exactly. You, you know one thing, though, Corey, I will say this. I mean, because you mentioned Mike Seidman, and you see how he's always been known for tight ends. Mercedes Lewis is my favorite. The guy's a monster, 6'7", 270. Uh, but Caleb Wilson, the guy they have right now, yep. I mean, he is a pass-catching machine. Probably the best pair of hands of any tight end in the country. And I'm surprised he's not a John Mackey finalist. Yeah, well, and is, is he coming back? Or is he senior? You know, his dad's a coach uh, in the NFL. Okay. And he's going to evaluate him. And he even said, oh, you know, my dad's going to give me an honest opinion and see, you know, where I can fit. The whole thing with him, I mean, I think it's going to be blocking. He's a 235-pound kid. I think when you play tight end in the NFL, you got to play at least 250, 255. So he might come back and put on a little extra weight, but uh, that's just a, a benefit for all UCLA fans. For sure, for sure. So changing gears a little bit, I, I talked last week about uh, getting a chance to run into Gary Beban, and I actually said a dinner, but I, I got to rephrase. It was a luncheon uh, down in Long Beach, and and Matt, you were at that at that lunch as well, put on, uh, you know, put together by Patrick Cowan. But I know that you and I had talked about this for years about getting the old UCLA quarterback group together because it really is a unique group and it's a a special. Group group you know and i know for both of us but talk a little bit about what it was like to see some of those folks and and and, and you know and what we're what we're going to try and continue to do going forward well first of all gary beaven's only heisman trophy winner and he's the nicest guy in the entire world i mean you've never met a guy that's more kind and more gracious and more humble and he resembles you know i think what ucla is all about and you know there were other guys here dennis dummett john char is one of my favorite quarterbacks ever you you know that team uh, in 75, they rushed for almost, you know, 400 yards per game. Uh, there was Rick Bayshore, uh, my, one of my best friends, too, Tom Ramsey. You know, I was the guy that recruited Troy Aikman to UCLA. Uh, we had a real close-knit quarterback with Steve Bono, Rick Neuheisel. Uh, so there's just so many guys that, uh, you know, I've been so blessed to play with. And then announce football games. You know, guys like you, Kate McNow is there. He's always one of my favorite guys. He tells really funny stories. Uh, 
No question. And I, I want to tell you thank you too, Matt, because ever since I got uh, sort of ever since I was done with playing in, even towards the end of my career, I've always I've always felt like I was an older soul. And, um, and, and and the way that you have sort of brought me into some of your closer friends, not just from the quarterback ranks, um, but some of your other teammates, uh, you know, I've gotten a chance to, to become friends with some of those guys uh, as much as as I'm as, as close as I am to to the guys that I played with, and that would not have happened without you. So I really want to tell you thank you for that as well. Well, that's really cool. And, it's, you know, I know one of the guys you're talking about is Mike Lotus. And how many times do you get to go, hey, who's that guy you're hanging out with? Oh, yeah, he played in six Super Bowls. They're really like, yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, it's Mike Lotus, man. Yeah. Go talk to him. Yeah, no, no, amazing you, guy. You've always been one of my favorites. Yeah, amazing guy. Love Mike. Super frugal. Um, but um, he uh, – <laughs> and, I, and I actually – you know, the funny thing about Lotus – I met him through you, and Mike and I were hanging out a decent amount when I first met my wife. So my wife uh, got to know Mike about the same time as me. So, yeah, not a, not a better storyteller on the planet than Mike Lodish, I can tell you that. Hey, so I got a question for you. Who's your favorite quarterback besides me? Um, at UCLA? Yep. Uh, besides um, And yourself. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I, you know, I I have a little bit of a, I think I'm a little partial to Drew Olson because he was there and I felt like I, you know, I certainly didn't teach him how to play quarterback, but I meant I felt like I had a we had a nice relationship and you know he was at the luncheon too and I had a great I, I still have a good relationship with him. Um, playing with Cade, you know, and I would tell Cade this to you know to his face, you know, Cade was. Cade's, uh, um, Cade has evolved uh, a lot over the years as well, but when I was there and Cade was becoming a superstar, he still treated me uh, very well and, and took me under his wing, even though he had, uh, you know, <laughs> Heisman Trophy uh, dinners to go to, right? So... <laughs> I, I would say that from an from a from an actual playing standpoint, and I know it sounds like I'm dodging the question, but if I'm talking about statistics and grit and uh, and ability, uh, you know, it, my Cade was my favorite quarterback. I mean, that guy was was one of the best college quarterbacks I've ever seen, um, and and certainly was almost got us to the the first BCS national championship of all time. Uh, and we'll, and we, the hammy in Miami. yeah, and we, and we've been trying, you know, until, until we get back to that point, that, that team in, in 90, you know, 97, uh, will, when we lost in Miami, will always be the pinnacle 20 game winning streak. We were, we were yep. ranked number one or two in the BCS. The, the first year the BCS came out, we were either number one or number two, almost the whole freaking season. Uh, you know, and, and that had a lot to do with Cade, obviously, and and uh, and some and some fantastic play calling by 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 Al Borges. So, um, so yeah, I would say it, it pains me to say it, but Cade would probably be my favorite quarterback of all time. Yeah, you know, one thing about Cade is, uh, I mean, he had a, a huge skill set; was very accurate. Uh, he was mobile, but he just willed that team to win. I mean, absolutely will. And it didn't matter if the defense was giving up 50, he was going to get 51. Right. And when it comes to Drew Olson, he was just as efficient as you could ever be. Yeah. I mean, he was just he was 32 and 3 until he got to the, the bowl game and had some, some interceptions uh, there in the first half. Didn't go his way. One of my favorite quarterbacks, Tom Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I liked him, 10 1 1, uh, won the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl MVP. 
for sure for sure so so as a quick reminder matt you know you're you're the voice of the bruins and uh you know i, I always loved listening to you and chris roberts by the way i thought you guys were fantastic i know you and i, I think you and josh uh, are doing a great job uh now as well but how great was chris roberts um from from, a, from an announcement standpoint This is the first time that you're, you've joined Something's Brewing, but it's not going to be the last. So uh, I just want to say thank you so much for, for coming on early you know, in this in this cycle. Again, episode number four. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We can't wait to have you on again, man. Yeah, well, I mean, why was it on one, two, or three? But I expect to come back, all right? <laughs> you, you better believe it. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You got it, Matt. Have a good one. Thanks, buddy. All right. Well, again, big thank you to Matt Stevens for joining us. Uh, what did you think of that interview, Dan? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I really did. I, I think you're a great interviewer. I think he's a great interviewee. Yeah. Really, I, you guys are very funny together. I, I need to get better, though. I, I If you noticed, I was doing open-ended questions, but then leading him to the answer. So I need to make I need to be a little bit better on that. But you know what I'm excited to do hmm. is to do an interview with the two of us. Wasn't that going to be fun? You're going to interview me? No, we're going to bring in somebody either in studio or have them call in, and you and I are going to interview them together. Okay. That'll give you another another right. person. That's another, uh, <laughs> you know, right. another denominator. Another person, <laughs> right, to, to ridicule the fact that I don't know anything. Yeah, they're not going to believe it. <clears throat> I'm going to say, believe me, this guy. Hey, watch this, though. Watch this, watch this. K.J. Costello is the quarterback for Stanford. Great job. Did I do that right? Yes. Is it K.J.? I think so. Yes. So Thank you. We're not bringing him on. No. But no. maybe next year. Yeah. Okay, so outlook for next week. Talk uh, let's talk about the Pac-12 championship. So it, as a reminder, I had was uh, off the Washington State bandwagon. I told them, I said that I would never believe in them. And then I was on it. And now I'm right. back off of it, and I was. Oh. It sounds like I was originally correct because University of Washington, where my brother played quarterback, played at Washington State in a st- unbelievable snowstorm. Like oh, God. snowed the whole time, had to shovel the field multiple times, and so it was a real sloppy game. But Washington State, with that, they have a passing attack that they throw 50, 60, 70 times a game. It got diluted, obviously, by the snow. University of Washington won. They're in the Pac-12 championship against Utah. So depending on what team shows up from the Utah side, I expect a competitive game. But I'm going to go with the Huskies, even though it pains me to do so. uh, (laughs) Because they're in the Northern Division, I'm more of a Southern guy. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, 
I am from the south suburbs of Chicago. Of Chicago, right? So yeah. I guess that's I am. southern. Yeah, it is. There's a Mason Dixon line in Chicago. <laughs> right. We'll get they to have that. their own little. Th- there is. We'll get to that at a later date. Um, so, but when you talk about weather. I wanted to tell a quick story. So, again, growing up in Chicago, I've just said multiple times, sooner or later people will know that. Um, (laughs) We had to play in the worst conditions ever. I remember being a little Pop Warner football player with heat packs in my shoes and my cleats, uh, heat packs in my hands, and playing on cold, rainy ice, right? With trying to try (laughs) to throw a ball that is cold and icy. And I bring that up because in my four years as a starting quarterback at UCLA, played in the rain once. Okay, (laughs) and the only time I even like practiced in the rain twice, and in four years, in four years, right? Yeah. Uh, So there was a time where where it was a game we're going up to Oregon, where it might have. Oregon, Oregon. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of like Oregon, but everybody says, well, it's not Oregon. But that gives me gives away my Midwest. Anyway, yeah, um, like so we're though. playing against Oregon. <laughs> up there in Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Yeah. But right, right before Canada. Um, <laughs> and uh, they were dipping the balls in buckets of water. No. Yeah, just to make sure. Like, that's how we got to practice. They were literally dipping them in. <laughs> And I oh thought this God. is so comical. This we would wow. already know not. I already know how to do this, but the California quarterback said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. what was it? What is that? What's going on? Why is the ball wet? Right. <laughs> it's called rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we could use some of. We could. Um, so I, I thought that you know, again. I'm excited to see that game. Not going to be joining that game. I've seen the last couple Pac-12 championships in person, but I will not be able to go to that game. I'm actually going to the Detroit Lions-Rams mm. game. I'll be in Detroit for mm. like two or three days. Oh, yeah? Can't wait to tell some stories about that. You know, Motor City. Yeah. Maybe go see some of the Motown history aspects of it. But we'll get to that next week. So that's where I will be. I will not be at the Pac-12 championship. Mm-hmm. In regards to the top 25 for football, college football. So as a reminder, there's only four teams, Dan, that make it into the college football semifinals, and then it becomes a a playoff for the finals. Right Right now, the top four teams are Alabama, number one, Clemson, number two, Notre Dame, number three, and Georgia, number four. All of the, and then you have Oklahoma and then Ohio State. All of those teams have to play in a uh, conference championship game, either Friday or Saturday. So on Sunday, we'll know who's in the semifinals. If Georgia loses, then Oklahoma most likely gets into the finals. If Georgia loses, Oklahoma loses. Ohio State actually has a chance to get in. They crushed, well, didn't crush, but they beat Michigan again. And Jim Harbaugh is having, he's a great coach. He's one of my favorite coaches. Super intense guy, a little too intense for me. But he can't beat Ohio State. No. Just can't do it. So he, And they say he might be on the hot seat. I'm not sure I believe that, but we'll see. Um, but then what I want to talk about is that if Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State all lose, highly unlikely, but if it happens, right. the University of Central Florida would, <laughs> under the rankings as they are today, right, right. would be the fourth team in a non-power conference, which has definitely never happened, and may not even happen here. Right. You know, so, well, I, but I'd be, I would love to see it. They're, they're, they're getting a lot of hype, and I, I would love to see Georgia, Oklahoma, and Ohio State lose to see if there's even a possibility <laughs> right. that they allow University of Central Because you were talking about them last time, right? Right, right. Yeah. because, they're, you know, they're, again, they're not in one of the major conferences, right. but they're getting their number seven in the country. That's so, nuts. yeah, we'll, we'll see. But it'll be something to watch. Um, 
and, and as a reminder, I am getting better on my picks, uh, which will transition into Thanksgiving Day. If you remind, if you remember, I picked all of those NFL games perfectly. You were three for three. I was three for three, and I was accurate about how the Bears and the in the Cowboys would win. And I, I wouldn't call it a blowout by the Saints, but they definitely won by a, a you know a decent mm-hmm. margin, which I I had said. How, how I, did you watch any of those games? Every second. Every second. I actually, did. Did you uh, fall asleep from the, the? No, I had one of the games on, but I can't remember who it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, well, who did the Chargers play? <laughs> No? No, not on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, darn it. But uh, they did play. I had play. one of the games on. I just don't remember. No, no problem. Did the Lions play? Yes. They the... played the Bears. Yes. I watched part of that game. Yeah. Yeah. So going to the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, be at Ford Field. Nice. Indoor stadium. Nice. Got a front row club tickets. <laughs> mm. Yeah. With a, with a client from Michigan. Very excited. Nice. Yeah. Actually, some of the best pizza in, in all of the Midwest. Oh God! Yeah. But in Detroit, yeah, Buddy's Pizza. Really? Yeah. Everybody, right. anybody from Michigan knows what Buddy's Pizza is. Yeah. All right. So moving on to, we talked about Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson last uh, week, if you remember. We did. Yeah. So I can't imagine you watched that. <laughs> no. no. Well, you had to, well, you had to buy. You had it. to pay for that. Yeah. Which. Yeah. The odds of me paying to watch golf. <laughs> Slim to none. Yeah. So did you hear what happened though? No. They had some major issues streaming it. Had to give practically everybody their money back. No. Still pay out the $9 million. No. Yeah. Oh. So I was okay, trying to buy it. they weren't expecting that. Yeah. So Where'd believe- the $9 million come from? Uh, who knows? <laughs> Russia. <laughs> uh, so, so um, yeah, so they still wow. paid out the million, and Phil Mickelson won. It was a, it was a, a competitive match. Was it? But I want I wanted to talk about the concept of gambling. As you know, gambling is now legal in the United States. So back, I, I can't imagine you were a big gambler out okay, of sports. Yeah, so gambling is, is legal in the United States now. Since when? Um, recently. Yeah, so what I'm talking, what I'm, what really? I'm saying, yeah, so like so you, not just in Nevada and Atlantic no, City or whatever, like anywhere. No, yeah, almost anywhere. I think there's some, there's still some restrictions on some of the day. Uh, not everyone has all of their licenses uh, mm-hmm. appropriately uh, filed. Um, some some day um, day fantasy is not available in every state, but like you know, like in Vegas, you can gamble on sports all you want, but you can't use FanDuel. Or, or mm. you know, DraftKings, which is mm-hmm. I can do right now from my phone. Right. So it's 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 a little little weird, but point is is that Major League Baseball has now endorsed gambling. NBA had already done it. That's amazing. MGM is full in. NFL's in. It's it's there's this is we've way past the point of no return. Wow. Now they're going to allow you to real time gamble on potentially what pitch. The pitcher. Oh made, no! Yes, each uh, pitch. Yeah, like it, as if we didn't have a big enough gambling problem. Wow! Now you can do it from your phone. And in you know back in the day, you know, you, you had to meet your bookie. Can you imagine meeting the bookie and saying, "All right, I was right on that fastball. Right, I was right on the curveball, <laughs> right. and I knew that that uh, Puig was going to hit a home run. You're going to owe me about it." And I took the parlay. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Come on. So you're betting on what he's going to throw, not whether it's a strike or it a hasn't ball or happened. Either one. It hasn't happened officially yet, but mark my words, it will. Oh yeah. Yeah. So li- live live betting is becoming more and more popular, oh like my where God, you can we'll literally bet, bet as things are happening. 
So, um, wow. so uh, it's interesting to watch. You know, we're, we're, we'll yeah, we'll see we got to buy stock in some sort of app or something. I, 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 we we already did. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, another story we talked about last week, which we need a little bit of clarification. So we talked about that adventurer that was in the middle of the Indian Ocean that tried to bring his kayak onto a remote island where the islanders from sixty thousand years have never had contact with the outside world. Yes. All right. Well. I feel a little a little bad because I when we first heard the story, all I thought all I had gotten from a news standpoint was that he was an adventurer. Turns out he was a Christian missionary. Oh. So yeah, so I that feel does complicate things. It does, and and I want to make it very clear. I was raised raised in the Lutheran Church. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, grew up in the church, and by no means uh, against a, a Christian missionary spreading the word. But apparently he went back after that first night of being attacked mm-hmm. and wrote in his journal that, you know, God, please save me tomorrow. I fear I do not want to die, uh, but I feel like this is the most important thing in my life to spread your word. So though I don't understand that feeling of, of right. being that passionate about uh, your faith, I can I, I felt bad that I didn't know that the first time, and we called him yeah. a moron. So, well, uh, so now I want to say, like, I appreciate his faith because I truly do. I don't understand it right, completely. Right, but maybe but... stick to the mainland. Yeah, yeah. Just, there's, I'm pretty sure you can preach to some There's plenty of people in, uh, in uh, China or anywhere. I, I don't know. There are a lot of, you know. Somebody that has entire... a cell phone. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I've said my piece on that. Yes. We'll, we'll move on. Um, <clears throat> next thing. So last night was supposed to go to the Justin Timberlake concert at Staples Center mm-hmm. in a beautiful skybox. Were you supposed to bring Sexy back this time? I, I was thinking about it because it, for many of you that don't know, I, I do happen to be, uh, I dance very similar to um, Elvis Presley. Very similar, yes. Uh, Vanilla Ice. Yes. Some, one of the best white dancers on the planet. Absolutely. Basically. Corey um, so no, and Justin Timberlake is one of the only white dancers that's better than me. There are very few. I, yeah. So I'd say you guys are on par. On par. My point is that my wife and I were going to go. We mm-hmm. had babysitters all set up. Uh, my father-in-law, our father-in-law was, or my father-in-law was prepared to stay late, which I appreciated. JT cancels the freaking concert because his vocal cords hurt. I mean, come on. Like, just get out there. Just get out there. You, you know that. Uh, Do the, your Michael Jackson you know that thing. One, and... Yeah. You know that one movie with uh, uh, Adam Sandler <clears throat> where he's got to go back to school to earn his inheritance? And oh, that's right. He's what got movie a, was that? I forget. Uh, is that it Billy a... Madison? Billy Madison. No, isn't that the golfing movie? Uh, that's Happy Gilmore. It is Billy it's, Madison. It's Billy then. Madison. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so remember when he's in third grade in his Miss Lippy's class? Uh, he, so he, they're reading this story about the dog or the the kid that can't find his dog. And when the Miss Lippy's done with the story, uh, Adam Sandler goes. Hey, you know, Miss Lippy, this the part I don't get is that he stopped looking for his dog after like three hours. No, you get out there and you find your fucking dog. Um, so what I thought with Justin Timberlake, I thought, hey. no, you get out there and you sing your fucking songs. Right. I don't care. I, you think I'm going to be able to tell that your vocal cords are sore? No. I mean, half this music is digitized anyway. Well, that's what I was going to ask is. Isn't that what they're always saying? Is that right. most of these people lip sync anyway? Yes. Especially so, the ones that dance a lot. How selfish is that? You know how many, you know how many things I had to reschedule? I was supposed to a have lot. dinner downtown. Right. I mean, you know what? He's just not thinking clearly. He's and not it, thinking about you, and, you know, which he's is not. a problem. And when I see him, I'm going to remind him of that. I haven't seen him in a while. So JT? Uh, he's, he's not calling me back. Oh. Um, but I uh, I shot him a note and uh, about, I hope he feels better. 
but we still don't know when it's rescheduled. So I'm a little bit disappointed in that. I was hoping to be able to talk about that today. Um, right. But so we're, we're getting close to the end of our time because we did have a, a decently uh, long yeah. interview. So in closing, uh, I know that you and I had talked about this yeah, uh, uh, previously, but I promised to do a sales slash motivation slash creative uh, ending to all of the podcasts. Yes. And um, I like your idea. We're going forward. We want to rehash some of the, some, some, we want to rehash some of this. Some, huh? We want to mm-hmm. rehash the pause laws that we started yeah. on episode one. Let's get in there. And get in there a little more detail. And I like that. And we're going to start that next week because this week I was listening to Howard Stern yesterday doing an interview with uh, Ringo Starr. Uh, mm. You know, Beatles. You know, don't <laughs> tell me. You I've know. heard of the Beatles. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I've heard of the Beatles. All right. Whew. Wow, dude. So he was. It How was a, bad? I, they weren't athletes. No. So that's why you know. Yeah. I can so, name, uh, I can name uh, six Beatles. <laughs> Did you know that the monkeys were an inspiration on the Beatles? You get it? <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Yeah, no. Or you know, was Jim, it the other Jimmy way around? Hendrix was the monkeys' opening act for a while. You, you know, no, was, that's true. See? See? You're bringing my sport. You're starting to bring some value. Yeah, finally. And I appreciate it. Finally. All right. So with that being said, though. Oh, yeah. Ringo and Howard. So Ringo was talking about how uh, Paul uh, and John Lennon, Paul McCartney and John Lennon, would only let him, because he was a so- also a songwriter, but he was mm-hmm. only allowed to put one of his songs on each album. Because <laughs> I think Ringo right. was a little bit of like the, the red-headed like, subchild. Right. And, but, Yellow submarine. Yeah, good. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Um, so he's talking about how when he first started writing songs that he would rewrite you know, silly lyrics to a song that everyone had known at the time. Mm. So that reminded me of a song that I rewrote by George Michael. You know, George Michael, Gotta Have Faith. faith I've heard of faith, George Michael. Faith. So... <laughs> I rewrote that about sales and motivation because um, I don't know if you have you seen any of those uh, my YouTube videos by chance? Not yet. Do I have to say? So you're not. Yes, I have. I have seen. You're not one of the 400 views. I'm I am one. (laughs) So I don't have a video for this one, but I would like to drop a little creativity. So this is George Michael, like a redo. George Michael redo for faith. Uh, about think of it like this. I know you're not you don't do a lot of salesmanship, Dan. No, that's a but, problem. <laughs> so, but when you're a lot of salespeople want want to do a consultative sell and f- always focus on the relationship. I still firmly believe in that. But sometimes your potential buyer really only cares about the price. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not a salesperson, but I'm sure no, you, but I can, you can understand, you can understand that. Yeah. All right, so that's what this song is about. All right, all right. <clears throat> so this might be a little awkward. I, I was going to do the intro music, but I'll just do it a cappella. Okay. You know, remember the organ that comes in? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so I guess it would be nice if I could reach somebody. I know not everybody wants to get a call from you. Oh, but you got to think twice. Before you give the fee away Cause we know all those games they play Because we play them too Oh, but you need some time To put your plan in motion It's time to pick your quote up off the floor 
But when the deal comes down to only self-promotion, we'll take some thick skin, baby, but is there show when you the door? Well, then you gotta sell rate. Ooh, you gotta sell rate. Sometimes you gotta sell rate, 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 just sell the rate, rate, rate. Ah, all right, how'd that wow. feel? That felt pretty good, huh? That was good. I got verse two, but I won't embarrass uh, <laughs> or I won't uh, bore anybody with verse two. Um, you gotta put that on YouTube. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. So I have a few videos that are coming out uh, next. So we got the yeah, yeah. we got the vanilla ice. We got uh, Marky Mark, and we have uh, Luke Bryan. What was the one I just saw recently? The, with the was that a cowboy hat? Yeah, that was Luke Bryan. Yeah. It's not uh, uh, Country Girl Shake It For Me. It's <laughs> no? it's Come On Push The OG For Organic Growth. Nice. Huh? All right. So we'll, nice. we'll trigger out a little bit more of those uh, in the future. I hope that if, for, I, if, if you're a salesperson and you didn't like that song, then there's something wrong with you. You're no salesperson. Then you're no salesperson. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So with that, thank you so much again for joining us on Something's Brewing Episode 5. Have a fantastic rest of your morning, fantastic rest of your day, or have a good evening. Till next time, peace in the Middle East, if it's possible. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.